It's so easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who wins. It's time for the best Buckeye podcast. By fans, for the fans. Where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH! I-O! And welcome back to the OHIO Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Buckeye Boggs, recording live from beautiful Columbus, Ohio. I'm getting a terrible echo. Am I the only one getting this? I'm good on my end. You're good, Dylan? I, I don't have anything. Hmm. We're off to a hot start. Look, I come on the podcast, it all goes to hell. <laughs> <laughs> if you can let me know in the chat, if, if if we're good with the audio, let me know. So I'm getting a terrible echo. I might have to do this with my headphones kind of like this so I can hear everybody. But uh, right now, it's like a really bad delay for me. But anyways, I am Buckeye Boggs. That man over there is the wild man, Chris Wilds. And that guy down there, he is our... He is he's our project. That's what I'm calling him. Oh, he's like a it. Boiler Express podcaster, Purdue fan, but good friend of ours, Dylan Kuhn. He lives in the great state of Ohio, so we're gonna try to slowly convert him over. Never gonna happen. It's not going so well. Dylan, Never how you doing happen. tonight? <laughs> Shout out to all my Dayton, Ohio people. That's where I'm at down here in the great state of Ohio. <laughs> That's what I said, like, like a Southern Ohio person there, too. He said, Oh, yeah. Ah. Sneak out of, the accent will He's sneak out every once in a while. Ohio. <laughs> oh, <hi. laughs> All right. I, I am really struggling with this because I'm like on a really bad delay or something here with my headphones. Um, I'm going to tell you what, Chris. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get through the intro. I'm going to let you take it over and run through the beginning of the show. I'm going to exit stage left and come back in and see if it maybe I can get this fixed for on my end here. But that being said, the OHO podcast is brought to you by Big Banter Sports. We are, of course, the Ohio State podcast of BigBanterSports.com. Dylan is a part of Boiler Express. Like I said, that is the Purdue podcast for BigBanterSports.com. And also, we are the Ohio State podcast for Fan Sided and Scarlet and Game. Go over to ScarletandGame.com. Type that in the old Google search engine. Find us there. You can read all kinds of great articles written by yours truly and other great writers. Chris, I'm going to exit stage left, take it over. I will be right back, everybody, and see if maybe I can't fix this terrible uh, echo that's happening in my headphones right now. Sounds good. All right, guys. So, uh, obviously, we had a uh, big game to talk about yesterday. Uh, The Buckeyes came out, and actually, uh, hey, they kind of look like the Buckeyes we've been expecting all year a little bit. Uh, You know, very efficient uh, throwing the ball around. Uh, McCord goes 24-31. 335 yards, uh, has three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, we put up 177 on the ground yesterday, so uh, solid performance by the ground game. Really just, you know, kind of – I really think, Eric, it's been the uh, – what we've been looking for from this team all year. Uh, we finally got a pretty solid effort. I thought we slowed down a little there in the uh, third and fourth quarters. Uh, we took the, the foot off the gas a little, especially in the fourth. Uh, I think we were content to just let the score be what it was. Um, would have loved to have seen Lincoln uh, Kineholtz get to throw the ball around a little bit more. But, uh, hey, you know what? You can't complain about a solid win like this. 
Uh, Dylan, what were your impressions? Did you get a chance to watch this game? I did. I watched a good bit of it. Uh, first of all, the uniforms, fantastic. Like those looked, those looked so good. The all grays, in my opinion, and I, everyone wants to wear black. I get it. Like all the cool kids have black uniforms, but the the gray ones stumped those out of the out of the water. One even close. Uh, but yeah, I mean Marvin Harrison Jr. That kid's a da- he's a cheat code. That guy can't miss nothing. You could throw him a ball that's not even close, and he'll find a way to grab it. Uh, no, I mean. Look, Ohio State's Ohio State. They're they're the blue blood. They're the 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 guys in the Big Ten, and they they showed that or, uh, yesterday. Eric, your initial thoughts? Yeah, I'm back. I'm good. It might help if I would shut off YouTube. I have it playing <laughs> on YouTube. Tried <laughs> blaming it on me. I'm <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, so Jay said the echo was in your head. It literally was Jay. It was in my head. So. Uh, uh, good to have all of you with us tonight. My initial thoughts on the game, I agree, Dylan, those jerseys were awesome. Our basketball team wears those all grays <clears throat> every now and then, and I've always loved them. I loved the ones way, way back in the 90s, Jimmy Jackson, those guys, those grays were sweet, and I think that's what they were trying to go for. And so that being said, you can put an order in for me for a Marvin Harrison jersey all gray chris i'm going to order one and i also am going to be ordering a cj stroud jersey that guy is awesome he beat my bangles today and i didn't even care i care because he's so <laughs> awesome gosh he is awesome um as far as yesterday's game i thought mccord had his best game as a quarterback of Ohio State, he looked comfortable in the pocket. They were making a remarks on television that his feet looked settled. He looked uh, like he his footwork was good. Still don't like where he's holding the football. I don't know that that's ever going to change. I just think that's who he is. But all of that being said, I really felt like this was a complete game by both the offense and defense. Now, I do have to put an asterisk in this. Michigan State is hot garbage guys (laughs) that is the worst team in the big 10 and i'm including indiana in that indiana's better than they are right now but indiana's always bad forget those guys even purdue is better than they are eric oh ouch 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 hey speaking of purdue we're going to talk about how they absolutely took the oars away and put all kinds of holes in minnesota's boat yesterday uh they literally the minnesota got boat raced how about that there's a headline you were the ones rowing that boat yeah you were uh and and the reason why we're bringing dylan on today outside of the fact that we needed someone at the last minute and Dylan is a great human being and one of our good friends here on the OHIO podcast is because his Boilermakers absolutely destroyed our next opponent in the Golden Gophers and so we wanted to get a little his impression of that game as well so it's good to have Dylan with us tonight those were my impressions Chris you're doing such a good job hosting this thing take it over oh man Eric you're gonna make me work now okay uh so (laughs) hey why don't we go ahead and uh Pass out some uh, Buckeye leaves, my friend. All right. Let's do Buckeye leaves first. Sounds good. All right. So uh, let's start. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, man. My brain oh, is gone today. I really put you on the do spot, you, didn't do I? You want, do you want to start with offense or defense, Eric? For Buckeye leaves or letter grades? Which one do you want to do? I don't care. Let's go with it. <laughs> go with which one? I lost my whole screen. I don't even care at this point. I can't see a thing. <laughs> this is what happens when I come on the podcast. I give Look, you there you are. I found you again. Oh, man. We're having so, all kinds of technical difficulties. This is tough yeah. for you guys. This happens all the time on our podcast. It's, it's, not, it's nothing for me. <laughs> let's, let's do letter grades first. Let's get back to it. Let, let's do it the way we're supposed to do, Eric. Let's go with letter Sounds grades good. first. All right. uh, you want to start with offense or defense, Eric? Let's go offense. All right. So offensively yesterday, just throw the numbers out there. Uh, Kyle McCord went out and he did, uh, oh, there we go. Passing overall, uh, McCord and Kindholtz, we were 26 of 34, 10.4 yards uh, average per pass, total of 353 yards passing, three touchdowns through the air. Rushing, we had 177 total yards rushing. And the rushing leader was Travion Henderson with 63 yards on 13 carries. But we had two touchdowns rushing the ball as well. So, Eric, you're better grade for the offense. A. I got to go with an A. Um, I thought 
again, Ryan Day let his foot off the gas in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Lincoln Keenholz coming in. I did love the little rollout pass he had to Jelani Thurman, who trucked the defender and gave me all kinds of uh, good feelings that we're going to be okay when Cade Stover goes to the NFL next year at the tight end possession position because I think Jelani Thurman is definitely a threat in the passing game. We'll see how he develops as a blocker there. But overall, offensively, I thought the offense looked good. Again, I liked how on that first drive, you know, you you got Emeka Buka involved. You got – you're running the football well. Uh, you had the pass to Cade Stover. And Ryan Day's like, all right, we've got to get – We've got to get Marvin involved. Jet sweep outside, 19-yard run for a touchdown. Bada boom, bada bing. Now that's that's something that Michigan's going to have to prepare for too. He's not just a go out and 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 catch the football guy, but there is a play that you can run off of this in the future. Comes around, jet sweep, and he stops and he throws, throws the it football. Back. And he that could be that could be something to look out for. A on the offense. Loved it. Dylan, what'd you think? Offensive Man, grade. Stover is a that's another cheat code. That guy is such a solid tight end. And I didn't know about the history of his uh, you know, coming from defense on the offense until I watched I think it was on ESPN about him. That guy's built like a brick. I mean, I don't know how anybody stops him, and I didn't realize until I was, you know, Typically I they don't, Dylan. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I didn't realize how built that kid was until y'all played us at Purdue and I saw him in person. I'm like, that guy's a tight end. Like he could he could be a linebacker and he was as easy as he could be tight end. Um so I mean A plus, I think A plus all around. Ohio State's a really good team. And uh, you know, there it was a fun game for you guys to watch as as an outsider, it was it was fun to watch Michigan State, you know, get beat up on. So it's an it's an A plus for sure. Yeah, I'm up with an A as well. I mean, uh, Kyle McCord, like you said, Eric, best game, I think, as a Buckeye so far. Really looked comfortable. We didn't have the grounding penalties. We didn't have the interceptions. Didn't have the fumbles. Three touchdowns. Uh, like you said, Michigan State is, you know, a dumpster fire. But you know what? The Michigan State and Minnesota may be just what we need to get this kid ready mm-hmm. and get him the confidence to go out there and play against Michigan. Uh, the running game, and you mentioned uh, Harrison. But how about Xavier Johnson again? Yeah. Four carries, 40 yards. Goes out, makes a catch. He's just Mr. Everything. I mean, this team, I think, is really starting to come together at the right time. Did not have many penalties. I thought the offensive line looked pretty good. So, yeah, I went with the day as well. Uh, Dylan, we'll start with you for the defense since uh, you were our middle guy last time. Yeah, I mean, uh, A, they look pretty good. I guess you can't really count what they did the second half, even though they didn't allow a touchdown still. And they're probably, I mean, I'm. I don't know the roster. I'm sure they're playing their their B team there at the, on the second half. Um, but yeah, I mean they looked great again. You can't. Ohio State's good at football. We had we had part of our B team in the first half too because we were down three starters in this game. Oh yeah, really? and unfortunately we were down two safeties and our best linebacker. And Man. unfortunately, Lathan Ransom's not going to be back. I think he's done. So we 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 lose Lathan Ransom, which is. Going into the season, probably the best tackling safety we had, technique-wise, I would say. He had a bad game against Michigan last year and then a bad game against uh, Georgia in the bowl game. He finished the season pretty bad, but he was solid up to that point. Losing him is is right now the only true season-ending injury that the starters have had, if I'm not mistaken, Chris. So we kind of got can well mine well mine wasn't really a starter but can't say he that wasn't for a starter. starter in Purdue country it's right. the injury bug's been something else so so I would say that in in um taking into, into that into account um I thought the defense looked really really good I got some of the stats in front of me here Chris we only allowed 88 passing yards but again Michigan State's not very good at throwing the football. 94 rushing yards for a total of 182 yards yesterday. They That's 3.4 yards per play. Only 11 first downs a whole game. Again, third down, we're getting off the field. Two of 14. Uh, they were two of two on fourth down on the money downs, but you take that into account, four of 14. Uh, we're getting off the field. Time of possession, 28-49. Didn't get any uh, turnovers, but boy, we came close a couple times. Defense was living in the backfield off the defensive line. I'm going to go with an A for this defense. 
Yeah, I went with A minus. I was probably a little harder than you guys were. Uh, I know we were missing three starters, but I, you know, I really felt like we should have had more than two sacks in this game, uh, given what we were going up against, and we did not get a turnover. Uh, you did mention Lathan Ransom being out, Eric. I'll tell you, Ransom's going to be a big loss, but boy, Sonny Styles and Malik Hartford both looked good yesterday. Ooh, Sonny Styles, what a name! Yeah, a yeah. So. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to go with an A minus, but uh, you know, I think the potential is there still, obviously. Um, so that being said, let's move over to our hand out our Buckeye leaves for the individual performances. So, uh, hey, Eric, uh, how about your offensive player of the game? I don't think that this is debatable, guys. I, I just, I, I don't know how you don't give it to Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, the numbers are are great. Um, Jay said it right. Marv, he carried the offense. Absolutely. Um, so he had what? Three touchdowns, one rushing, two receiving. Three touchdowns. He had, uh, seven catches for 149 yards, averaged 21.3 per catch, had the two touchdowns receiving and the one carry for 19 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. And if you want to look at where what he did yesterday, he became the first ever wide receiver in Ohio State history. Now, this is something that Purdue gets quite often because they they kind of ushered in the forward pass in the Big 10. Uh but uh You're welcome. this yeah. was our yeah, this was our <laughs> first wide receiver in Ohio State history to have two 1000-yard seasons. He's wow. the very first one ever. Um he became I believe fourth all time in uh, recept, uh, receiving touchdowns at Ohio State yesterday oh. with those two. He's one behind number uh, third, and he's seventh all time in Ohio State history in receiving yards now, and seventh all time in Ohio State history in receptions. So those career numbers are adding up. By the end of the season, he will be in top five in all three major receiving categories for a career. Um, he'll be the only one that will be that way. Chris Carter was for a long time. He's not anymore. He kind of got bumped out in the hey, He's from reception. my neck of the woods. Yeah, Chris Carter. And so when you take all of that into account and you look at what he's doing, he's definitely a Heisman candidate, Chris. I don't know how he's not at this point. And all the talk about J.J. McCarthy being a Heisman candidate, I don't understand it. He actually has, has less passing yards than what Kyle McCord does at this moment, I believe, which is crazy yeah. to think about. Um, I I think it's down to, in my opinion, three people for the Heisman. I think you've got to go with uh, what's his name over in Washington from played for Michael the Penix Jr. Penix Jr. Oh, Penix. How do you forget a name like that? What are we... I know Bo Nix. I think is in the is in the running yeah. over at Oregon, and I think Marvin Harrison Jr. Maybe the quarterback at LSU. He's got good numbers. Was it Danielson or um, Jay, Jay Danielson? There you go. Uh, but they don't. He doesn't have the wins. Yeah. You know. So uh, if if we can go into Ann Arbor in two weeks, and Marvin Harrison Jr. has over a hundred yards and a couple touchdowns, I think the Heisman's his. And it Offensive should be player of the game. Dylan, do you agree? Oh yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. That kid. I mean, he's a legit cheat code. Like it's. I, I watch him, and any ball that is anywhere near his vicinity, he will have a chance at. And just the skill he has, and, you know, he got it from his old man, I'm sure. But, man, I mean, the, the guy is electric. I, I love watching him play ball. It's it's a lot of fun watching him. And at the when you guys played us at Purdue, uh, I forget who was defending him, but he talked some mad crap to him his first, you know, miss. And I said, don't do that. <laughs> You're just, don't do that. And sure enough, Marvin Harrison Jr. went off. And I was like, I knew that's why you don't want to talk smack to that guy because he's going to rub it in your face and score a million points. So the, the guy, the guy's a lot of fun to watch. What about this comment right here, Chris, from Jake uh, Detweiler? JJ should be removed after the past week. I know it wasn't due to subpar play, but still. Do you think he should be removed from winning a Heisman given the fact that they were using, uh, you know, they stole signs from other teams, at least for the, what was the first five games, I believe it was? Well, here's my thing, Eric. As much as I think the coaches and the coaching staff should be penalized, I have a hard time penalizing the players who were out there simply following directions without 
possibly the knowledge of knowing where it came from. Yeah. I truly believe that they should drop the hammer on, uh, on Harbaugh, the entire coaching staff, and possibly on the university to some extent. But to penalize the individual player, no. But this I would say. I don't feel that McCarthy has put up any kind of quality numbers against quality opponents. Well, they've only had one. Yeah. They've only had one quality they've opponent. Only had one quality opponent. And he didn't and he even did throw nothing. the football in the second half. Yeah, they threw they ran the ball thirty straight times to end the game. Yeah, and then and then got on national television and cried about it. Yeah, exactly. What, so what literally cried on what national if, television. Oh, man, you ever get secondhand embarrassment? I got secondhand <laughs> embarrassment so bad. First he thanks the Lord, which is great, you know, but then then he follows that up with Harbaugh. I'm like, oh my God. And not only that, he cusses on national television. <laughs> yeah, like I'm it's like, so Buddy, read the room. <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, You're I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going to make it three here, guys. I'm going to go with Harrison Jr. as well. Uh, no, like I said, I don't believe uh, J.J. should be dropped for the cheating scandal. He should just be dropped because he's a subpar quarterback. <laughs> I agree, Jake. Yeah, you don't throw – you don't not throw the football and consi- still be considered a Heisman Trophy quarterback. There, there, you, just, you just don't do it. So I don't get it, man. Uh it's just crazy, uh, All right. Chris. Oh, you, you had you had uh, Harrison as well. I had Harrison Jr. as well. Yep. All right. So let's go ahead and flop. do we want to do the play of the game or the player or defensive player? Let's do defensive player of the game. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to start this one because I'll tell you I got to give a shout out to my man Tyleek the Freak out there. He was just a beast out there yesterday. Nobody had a ton of tackles. Uh, Tyleek had four tackles, which was second on the team. Had a sack, had a tackle for loss, just a disruptive force out there. So I'm with Tyreek Williams. Dylan? Uh, I have the entire defense. I mean, Michigan State just had Oh, no he pulled chance. an errand. He pulls an errand. <laughs> Good an one, errand. Dylan. At least trophy. he follows the team. You know, it's, it's lesser on me anyway. Uh, no, Michigan State, man, they did not stand a chance against Ohio State. You're talking primetime, alternate jerseys, crazy crowd as you guys always have. Those poor kids didn't stand a chance. I mean, they're running into a buzzsaw, and I think they do it. All right, Eric, yours? I got a little different one here for you guys. So I went with Cody Simon, and the reason why uh, he led the team in tackles with five, which I know that's not a lot, but he had five tackles. And then on top of that, he was filling in for Tommy Eichenberg yesterday. And so whenever you lose, yeah, Tommy two thumbs. So whenever you lose your your play caller on defense, your captain on defense, and he's not in, and you fill in for him, you fill in hit for him, fill his shoes, and you your defense only gives up three points. I got to give you credit for that. So not only did he lead the team in tackles, he was filling in for your team captain, and quite frankly, that's the future starting linebacker for Ohio State right there. Um, so, Cody Simon's my defensive player of the game. Okay. Offensive play or uh, offensive play of the game. Uh, Dylan, why don't we let you go first? Every Marvin Harrison Jr. catch that happened. <laughs> that's, that's not a bad way to go. <laughs> the kid's good. Eric will love that for his, uh, yeah. his uh, graphics. graphics but, uh, oh, there we go. So, that kid's going to the draft, right? Like he, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I would um, – let me follow that up by saying the first touchdown catch he had, Chris. Um, I'm going to give my offensive player player of the game, Buckeye Leaf, to both um, McCord for that pass and Harrison Jr. for the catch, tight roping the sidewalk there in the end zone. That was that was a perfect pass. That was a, yeah. a C.J. Stroud pass is what that yeah. was. He hit him you're, over that outside shoulder. You're throwing to a window. To a, to a place, not to an open receiver, but to a place. And it's that receiver's job to get there at that moment and make that catch. And more times than not, as Dylan has said, he's a cheat code. He's going to make that catch. And so that that was an NFL throw. Um, yeah, I literally say that, and here's the comment from Jake. That's an NFL play. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's that, and, and Chris says it right. The, that footwork was great. So that's my offensive play of the game. Yeah, he got both feet inbounds, Eric. Not just one. He made the NFL play. He got both feet yeah, inbounds. Putting, <laughs> uh, putting, putting tape out there for all the NFL scouts. 
I'll tell you, I was I was torn between that and his run because I thought that run that 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 jet sweep just kind of set the tone for the game. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. I actually went with that pass uh, McCord to uh, Harrison Jr. So defensive play or hit of the game, Eric. Uh, this was tough for me. I I I went back. I didn't go back and watch the film like I normally do on Sunday because I got caught up and I had to go to work today. So I was working in the office for the majority of the day. And then when I did get home, I decided to uh, watch the Bengals and Texans on my DVR. And so um, I didn't get a chance to go back and watch the film. But I still, in my head, I thought the sack that Sonny Styles had was probably the biggest hit of the game. Yep. And and a, a tone setter. Um, Sonny Styles um, is not only a great name, Dylan. Uh, he's going great. to be – he is going to be, I think, probably the star of our defense next year. Uh, he's going to I, – I know right now they've moved him to high safety a lot. He's taken Lathan Ransom's position and or proctor since proctor was out so he they've got him moving around and i think that versatility and being able to come down in the box stay high go to the weak side be on the strong side basically play all three safety positions including the nickel that versatility is going to be a tool that jim knowles is going to use like crazy next year um so when he was at oklahoma state jim knowles had all of these crazy hybrid positions a defensive end that was a linebacker a safety that was a linebacker a safety that was also a quarterback i mean when i made up but you get the point he is going to use sunny next year as one of those guys that he can move around the defense at any given moment and you don't really know where he's at or what position he's playing think pittsburgh years ago with um troy palmo thank you the hair guy You just never knew where he was going to be at on the field. I think that's what Sonny's going to be next year. But but Sonny actually is a little bit bigger physically, I think, than what Troy was. Sonny could very easily. I wouldn't say bigger. I'll say taller. Troy had Troy had man man muscle, dude. Sonny oh, he did. He, he he was a beast. Rip. I'm not arguing that. You know, Sonny will get there. I mean, his dad's Lorenzo Styles, senior for goodness' right. sake. I mean, he'll get right. there. Dylan, uh, defensive player hit of the game. I will second what Eric said. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I had that same one. I thought that he just blew up the quarterback on that sack. Uh, just a great play. That so Eric, a little sore today. Here's another yeah. one. Jay brings yeah. up Burke hitting their quarterback after Hancock forced him outside teamwork. Yeah, that was a really good play when Hancock read read what was going on, yes. forced him outside, and then Burke come. Little Burke, who's he's kind of like the Deion Sanders of our defense. He really, but he tackles. He and but he he's getting to be kind of more physical. And I like that. And you know why I think Burke is playing a little bit more physical than he's done in the past? Because of Igbenosin. Bingo. Uh, by the way, Igbenosin was the defensive player of the game on the team today. He was the silver bullet. He was the one who got the award. Ooh, um, I like that, the silver bullet, especially with the uniforms. Yeah, there you go. So that's uh, so Igbenosin was was given that award today by Jim Knowles and the coaching staff. I think his physical play is rubbed off on these corners. Oh, I think uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think he's brought a whole new level of intensity to our back seven. So, <laughs> Sonny is 6'4", 230 and chiseled out of granite. I don't yeah. know about, I don't know if he's chiseled out of granite. Yet. People say that about me. He's, you know? <laughs> yeah, they do, Dylan. <laughs> you know, chiseled out of Play-Doh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. There it is. There it is. <laughs> All right, Here's, Eric, well, I'll tell you what. Go ahead. I was just going to say. You know, let's talk a little bit about Sonny Styles. Jake brings up yeah. a good point, hoping his coming out party is November 25th. Seems we always have one. It does, doesn't it? Okay, so we were, so we were, let I me mean, bring this the, up. Alave, of course, was <coughs> one of the more recent ones that really had his coming out. I don't, I don't like talking about Zach Smith on this show, uh, but I do, I do listen to him from time to time because he yeah. does offer really good insight as a coach. I think yes. some of, some of his, 
personality rubs me the wrong way, but his insights as a former uh, college coach are, are, are to me very valuable. Um, you know, he talked about how Olave, his coming out party was against the team up North as a freshman. And he was talking a little bit about how in the current receiver room, it's really hard for any of these freshmen to get on the field when you have Marvin Harrison Jr., you've got Emeka Egbuka, you got Julian Fleming, and you got Xavier Johnson, all four who are upperclassmen, uh, one of which is a six-year senior, um, taking up all of that playing time. You know, there's one football. Right. And not to mention, we have a, a, an offensive coach who's trying to establish a running game, which is going very well for us right now. Uh, three weeks in a row where the offensive line is getting a really good push in the running game. That being said, <clears throat> you know, these freshmen and Carnell Tate, you know, you know what I think of Carnell Tate. I think he's the next yes. great Ohio state wide receiver yesterday. Did you see what he did yesterday on his, I think he had what one or two catches, but that one on the sideline. Yeah. He had two. Yeah. That he's ahead. I'm kidding you not. Carnell Tate is ahead of where Marvin Harrison Jr. was three years ago as a freshman. He's ahead of him already. Brian Hartline has said as much. His play has shown as much. When did Marvin Harrison Jr. burst onto the scene? You guys remember? Well, it was... The Rose Bowl. Bowl was his big game, yeah. It oh, was yeah. the Rose Bowl. So yeah. remember what happened. You had yeah. although you had, you had Jackson Smith and Jigba kind of show him up a little bit in that one. <laughs> sure. You had you had Olave sit it out, right? Right. Wilson. You had Garrett Wilson sit it out. Jackson Smith and Jigba, who had actually led the team in receiving that year, yep. has an amazing game. But go back and look at the stats that Marvin Harrison junior had in that game which was his first start i think he had at least a pair of touchdowns and he, i think he, he went over 100 yards yeah, way to go to a recent rose bowl you know last time we were at a rose bowl i was six, <laughs> I was six sorry dylan sorry that was not been worse he could have said it was when i was six eric <laughs> i don't want this to happen i don't want us to get to the postseason and we're not in the cfp and Harrison Jr., Ekbuka, they all sit out. But if that were to happen, mark my words, Mark uh, Carnell, Carnell Tate, Tate will have a huge bowl game that day. He's 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 next. He's the next guy, uh, in my opinion. And I've been I've been I've been tooting that horn since preseason, haven't I, Chris? Yes. But that's the guy. When I saw with my own eyes. He was unguardable. He's the next one. Um, so just keep that in mind. So didn't mean to take that over, Chris, but I wanted to share uh, my thoughts with that. Um, Jake, Ennis will too. So Ennis was actually ranked higher as a recruit than Carnell Tate was. Ennis, I think they both were five stars, if I'm not mistaken, yes. but Ennis was the number one wide receiver in the class. Brandon Ennis this year, um, and ironic to have – uh, Dylan on for this. His big his big moment had came uh, in West Lafayette against Purdue at oh, the remember. end of the game, yeah. and uh, that <laughs> that kid, I I look at him um, a little bit more like a Garrett Wilson when it comes to development, like middle of the sophomore year, light bulb He's, turns yeah. on, unguardable, right? Um, I think that's a little bit what's going on with uh, with uh, Brandon Ennis. And we can't. And there's and the third the third freshman Rogers, yeah, he's physically oh, a monster. Is, yes. So all three of those guys are going to be a part of this offense next year. I I I really do believe that. Uh, yeah, Jay agrees with you, Jake. Uh, Ennis will step up too if we need receivers for the bowl game. Absolutely. Uh, Chris Tate is a monster. He he just he's physically different. Uh, and yes, Jay, you're right. Ennis wasn't an early enrollee. It, he was behind. Six Correct. months compared to the you know his teammates, and those One six thing, months make a difference. Yes, Dylan. I'm I'm jealous of Ohio State for a lot of things football wise, but the depth that Ohio State rolls out each and every single year, 
is from an outsider's perspective, like insane. Like Purdue struggles to get, I mean, we, we got card this year, which is great. Um, but we struggle to get good starters most of the time. And you guys have starters that would start in any other big 10 school. They're third, second string It's it's very impressive. And of well, course, that's why, Dylan, we can say next man up. Yeah, we can't. Shut up. I, he does that on purpose, Dylan. I hate that. I hate that saying. Whatever pisses Eric off, I like, so I'm for it. Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk. Chris, let's talk about this. Jaden Ballard. Um, is it now or never for him for next year? Yeah. Yeah, it, is. it has to be. Um, There's just I too thought, much younger talent there that if he doesn't come on next year, he's in the portal. Now I'll and say you know this: where he should go. <laughs> hey, okay. Um, where I always hate speculating where I think a guy would go if he were to hit the portal. Uh, he's a Northeast Ohio kid, which immediately makes me think Purdue. I'm sorry. Does, Penn does State. he like? Does Penn he like Penn State? State? Does he like trains? Yeah. Um, but can I say this about about Ballard? <clears throat> Oh, gosh. Hey, Jay, you son of a gun. <laughs> so does that mean that's what's going on with Dylan? He next time stop? <laughs> Listen, I, I'm sticking, sticking to my Boilermakers. What are we doing? Oh, shoot. I could have taken the easy route. A kid growing up in Ohio and been an Ohio State fan and seen all the wins. and But I took the grittier route. Okay? That, that would have been the smart thing to do. Now, to, <laughs> yeah, no, to your defense, Dylan – your dad was a boilermaker. Yeah, my dad you was were a raised a boilermaker, yeah. and you stayed true to your family roots. I commend you for that. Lot, there's nothing, there's nothing worse than a Ohio kid rooting for that team up north when the rest of his family are Buckeyes. Oh yeah, and no, just, there are a ton of those down here. There are. They, yeah, they just, do it just to be turds. Yeah. Yes, call it what it is. They do. Yeah, it just I, to be you turds. know, I'll, I'll hand up. I grew up hating Ohio State. I grew up hating Ohio State, hating Ohio State fans. Up until I'll say it recently, until I met well, you guys. If, if I was a Purdue fan, I would hate Ohio State. Exactly. Too. I mean, well, how wouldn't I? You know what I mean? Especially as a kid growing up with Ohio State fans. But meeting you guys and you showing me the fans, like your your listeners and the guys in the comments, I, I've really turned a corner with Ohio State. I, I won't say I love you. You know, I love you guys. He, I won't say I love Ohio State, but I hate them less. <laughs> I love it. Uh, hey, there you, there Walmart it is. Wolverine, there like it that. is. <laughs> Jay to the rescue. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that in the, in the, in the Walmart bank. Wolverines, baby. We, we gotta right. get Jay on here one day, Eric, because he'd oh, just yeah. be a lot of fun on here. Yeah, Jay. Yeah, why have me? You should have had Jay. What are we doing? Jay and Jay and Aaron together with their military backgrounds, dude. We would we wouldn't stand a chance. <laughs> it would it would it would be like the the road warriors versus the natural disasters, and I think you all know who the natural disasters are, and that's a tag team situation. Also, Eric, you got to get sunglasses. You missed the memo. I, I know. I didn't get the, I didn't get the uh, memo there. I, I the... wore them last week in our podcast because my one eye was like swollen shut. And I kept, I did the podcast, you know, what a trooper. But I think I'm going to wear them from now on. I think it's, I think it's going to be my thing. <laughs> so let's let's turn the page here uh, before we take our commercial break because uh, Chris is going to exit stage left. He is uh, representing the Buckeyes on tonight's uh, Big Ten Huddle Show against uh, where there's going to be some Victor Nations guys on some Wolverines Ooh. there. So they were victors till I got <laughs> so. Uh, that's that shows I, I and just to ease your mind, Eric, I'll try to keep it friendly, okay? Yeah. Yeah. After yesterday's slack it got a little heated on the thread, but that's ooh, okay. Slack was entertaining yesterday. I was, yeah. I was watching from the sideline. So uh anyway, so before that happens though, Dylan, tell us give us a little bit of preview of what's up with Minnesota, because you guys just laid the wood to uh to old skippy over there skippy butt chin (laughs) i tweeted that (laughs) no i was i was shocked you know i we had the uh ski you pod guys on last week and um you know i was expecting a, a much closer game on both ends and i don't know what minnesota didn't listen to pj's colt talk that week or what but they looked they they looked rough and, uh, you know, Hudson had a great game. 
Uh, defense played very well. Defense, you know, and our O-line's riddled all to hell. I mean, we got our center playing three different positions. So I, I just, I don't know. And Devin at, the, Mo- at the same time. At, yeah. And Devin <laughs> Mockaby. Devin Mockaby's holding on to the ball a lot better. He's not fumbling. I think he's had nine fumbles on the year. But he had a real great, you know, 60-yard run. Almost made it for a touchdown. Couldn't quite make it. Um, so yeah, I, I was I was surprised. I didn't expect uh, Minnesota to come out that flat, but they did, and I thank them for it. But uh, then I think their best starter on defense got hurt early in the game, if I remember right. But um, no, PJ, I, I, you never know what to expect with Minnesota. I, I, for me, they're they're one of those teams you don't know if they're going to come out flat, if they're going to come out hot. Um, it's probably a little different with you guys because you're so good or not, but. Uh, I was shocked, so I expect Ohio State to to kind of ruin their day next week. I, I don't think it's going to even be close. Um, so I got to ask you this question then. You know, Ryan Walters is having a little bit of a difficult start. It's not maybe what the fan base anticipated when he took over this year. Um, I think your record right now is three and seven overall. Yeah. I believe yeah. three and seven, and. You know, first off, your your non conference schedule was legit. Number one, unlike you know the, the Walmart Wolverines, um, <laughs> you guys actually played three legitimate good teams. Yeah. Um, went on the road to Blacksburg, Virginia. Took on Virginia Tech. Six um, hour rain delay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and then you know you come back, you come off of those three games, one of which was Syracuse, which has turned into like a rival for you guys for some yeah. reason, and. Uh, um, stuff tough start to the to Big Ten play. You know, let's just yeah. call it like it is, and kind of got the you know the 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 wheels kind of fell off a little bit. Yeah, fan base all up at all up in arms with them. Golly. You 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 go you go to war with them on Twitter all the time. I see that, but I, I want to give Ryan Walters some credit here. Dude did not back down to Jimmy Harbaugh at all yeah. on this thing he stuck to his guns man he really what did. is what is Purdue's perspective on all of this and what do you guys think of ryan walters and his approach to what michigan had done i i like it i i think it's not only sticking up for our our team and our program but it's sticking up for a lot of the others too that like hey we're not going to put up with this like if you think you're going to try and cheat your way to win we're not going to let that happen. Um, and, and I think the energy – Walters is a high-energy guy. He doesn't necessarily show that on the sidelines. He does, but it's not – like you see a lot of coaches really freak out, right? Walters lets the refs know you know, what he thinks, but he, he cuts it off pretty quick. So he's not uh, – but, but on the outside, when you're talking recruits and all that, he pulls out all the stops. Dude's a cool guy. We've been saying that on our show. Dude's just cool. Like he, everything he does, he's a swagger. I hate using that word because I feel like I'm too old for it. But guy just has a lot of swag. Uh, so when you look at my mentions on Twitter or X, last week after the loss to Michigan, or the second to last week, uh, it was abysmal. People were wanting him fired. They were comparing him to Daryl Hazel, which is, I think, the most ridiculous thing you could think of, in my opinion. Um, so this week when, when he came out and, and you can tell he kind of tweaked a few things, you know, noting, knowing that we're, we're kind of battled or riddled with injuries, um, still put together a great game. Um, so he's, I, I think I hope here's my thing. I think it's stupid to root against your coach, right? It, it's like the president, right? Even if you don't like the guy, you still want him right. to succeed because we all sure. succeed. So if you're rooting against your own team's coach, it's like, well, like, do you not? Do you want him to fail that bad? Like, I, I just that's something I don't get. Personally, I like Walters. I like the energy he's brought to the program since day one. He's busted down that door, and he's like you know, recruiting like a son of a gun, bringing in recruits we had never seen before. Even under Brom, he's bringing in four stars and the you know something we're not used to here at Purdue. Um, and, and, you know, you think of first year, a lot of guys went and followed Brown to Louisville. Um, a lot of starters, O-line specifically, went to went to Louisville. Um, so 
I, I kind of put this year as like a whatever happens, happens, right? Uh, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I was hoping it was going to be a little better, but injuries, so on and so forth. Tough schedule. Uh, Fresno State's a really good team. Syracuse turned out to be pretty good. Virginia Tech's, a, they're pretty good, but they gave us a hell of a game even after a six-hour rain delay. So he's he's working with what he's got, I think, is, is the best way to put it. Um, so it's, you know, the, the cliche, you know, let the guy get his guys, right? Let him get in the program. Um, so I think to, to judge a coach after nine games, after a, the situation he's in, is pretty unfair. And I think Purdue fans have been a little too harsh on him. Um, but I'm really excited at the, the, the groundwork he's laid down and to see him build on that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a Walters guy. I think he's a, I think he's a good, good dude on and off the field. And he's going to be a great ball coach. Jay says your team is undermanned, but hasn't quit on the coach. You have to give the man a chance to turn it around. Exactly. So he agrees with you. Jake says year one is tough when a lot of players leave, not only leave, they've dealt, you guys probably been the most injured riddled team in the big 10. Oh yeah. It's especially up front um, that I've noticed. So, and you got a guy like Hudson card that likes to move around. And when you don't have an O line, it's it's hard for that guy to get the wheels under him when he doesn't have a chance to even you know look down the field. Well, you guys lost what two or three against us, didn't you? Your O line. Yeah, oh, yeah. Some of, and some of them were backups. So you were like on third string offensive <laughs> lineman who had never taken a snap in college football before against JT Two Mulal Jack Sawyer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, tough. good luck. It was real <laughs> tough. Uh, you know, I I I want to. Uh, I'm going to say the same thing, Jake. I think a lot of Ohio State fans are fans of Walters for standing up against Harbaugh. That won over a lot of our fan base, too. Yeah. So um, I still have – I do want to mention I still have this. <laughs> Son of a gun. Here, the, the, uh, the, the trophy helmet – uh, next year, Dylan. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'll be up in Columbus. Purdue comes to me. our house. I'll we are there. going to have to have a tailgate and a, and a good time with you guys. This man over here, he's going to head on out. He's got to go over to the Big Ten Huddle. So find after our fight. show, yeah, after our show, go find the Big Ten Huddle on YouTube and um, support him there. It's going to be rowdy. I can already <laughs> tell you that. Go get We're him, gonna, Chris. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Dylan and I are going to talk college football. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, anybody? Want to talk <laughs> about that? So uh, we're going to we're going to chat a little bit of college football. Chris, you go good defend you, us well, my man. Go All righty, guys. Have a good night. See you, brother. The OHIO Podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. All right, and we are back. It is now just a Boilermaker and a Buckeye. How about that? Last time it was just you and I. I don't think we talked very much about college football. <laughs> it's hard to listen. The fact that I've helped keep things on the rails this show is a miracle. It, it you know you did a great job, buddy. Golf <laughs> clap for you, man. Golf clap for you. All right, let's talk about what went down in at Texas A and M today. Down in the oil fields of Texas. Back in the oil, yes, a oil. J- oh, oh, falls. <laughs> now you're you're in the gas business, so yeah. it's, it's similar. Oh, um, yeah. So, Jimbo Fisher. All right, good old Jimbo. You want to know what his? You want to know what his buyout was today? As he got fired? Was it? Oh, it was seventy six million. Seventy six. Oh my. Point. I'll just take the point. Just give me the point. Yeah. Like you, can, you can keep the seventy six. I'll just take the point. Seventy six point eight million dollars to stop coaching unbelievable if somebody told me today we want you to quit your job so bad that we'll pay you generational wealth i'd be like fine pull my leg we'll see ya like i'm out of here all right so here's my question for you this is going to be a lot of fun i want to know your answers in the chat everybody all right you are jimbo fisher you get 76.8 million today to quit your job what is the absolute dumbest thing 
you're going to spend money on that you oh. like i just want to know what's the what's the dumbest thing you don't need it you don't have to have so it so many cigars <laughs> <laughs> okay like you're dylan's gonna buy a cigar shop he just walks in and he's yeah. like the shop it's this mine. is mine now <laughs> you can go home i Retire. own the shop i own I'll my in, i own my own Eric cigar and I will shop. start our own cigar shop that's what that's I'll... right yeah well, there you go that would boiler, be interesting boiler buckeye cigars or something I would that know. would be crazy <laughs> i want to know what's the dumbest thing like the craziest thing you're going to spend 76.8 million dollars on Ooh, i would buy like i would donate it to purdue in some way where they have to name something after me <laughs> okay they've got to <laughs> name something after Will you be <laughs> right next to that giant that giant boiler man or That'd whatever cool. with the when, when I was a kid, they used to there's one of Dylan sitting there and he's like yeah I'm just next to just flex it. <laughs> a much smaller version nice uh, that nice. thing's cool though I love that statue they when I was a kid they used to find a way to put a jersey on it I don't know like of seniors they would put a new it was pretty cool I don't know how they did it but we're in engineer school they figured it out I think Jimbo can afford to retire on his severance package. I think so, Jay. But yeah. if not, then maybe TTU and can hire him as Hairball's replacement. Yeah, Ooh. right. Yeah, Imagine right. that. Ugh, I, I saw it. somebody, I don't know if it was a serious tweet or not, where uh, they said Brom should go to Texas a and <laughs> Yeah, it was real weird. I said, I think Is he's it... going to retire at Louisville. Yeah, I would say he's 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 good there. All right, Jay says, I would open a racks. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Bring back racks! <laughs> I would open a racks around the corner from my house by Dollar General so I can get a beef, bacon, and cheddar whenever I want. There you go. That's what, what I'm talking doing. about, Jay. There you go. Dylan, do you even know what racks is? No, or are you too young? Yeah, You're too young. Okay, long before... Um, Arby's was a uh -huh. thing in Ohio. We had racks. Oh, it was a roast. Racks was a roast beef sandwich shop here in Ohio. There is still one that I know of on 23 South. Um, I want to say it's around Circleville. I think really? it might be where it's at. There's still one that I know of. One kind of like the last blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? Watch that on, yeah, on Netflix, oh, yeah. the last blockbuster. Yes, Jay says, I understood the assignment. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. I'm a there young you man. I'm, I'm pushing the door at 30, though. I'll tell you, it's it's downhill from here. Oh, my gosh. You know, I, I think – okay, here we go. we got some more. Uh, A&M season tickets. Great seats. <laughs> Leave the seats empty to troll the fans. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, there you go. Dude, oh, so a text – Texas A&M fans, I feel, are pretty cringy. Well, you know what's cringy about Texas A&M? Guys in the overalls. It's it's the guy. It's the 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 cheer guys. Yeah. They're like come out. They're like just I don't, and they're trying I don't to talk trash, it. but they're not good at it. Like they yeah. just can't do it. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. It's 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 pretty cringy. So there are two racks. Ooh, I, I didn't know, know about the one in Lancaster. <clears throat> I message Jay anytime I stop at racks to see if he needs anything. <laughs> Sounds like I need to go find a racks. My goodness. The, so they, the best thing about racks was they had the junior rack sandwich, which was like 99 cents. It's probably like a dollar 29 now. And I would like, be like, I want 10 junior <laughs> rack sandwiches because they're, they're, they're so cheap, you know, yeah, you just yeah. eat on them for a week. You know, so they were fantastic. Over the freezer, man. they're good as new. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Dumb. If I had dumb money, okay, I would literally go open. I would go buy a restaurant and I would walk in in the corner and smoke a cigar in the corner. Like I'm like, like a mobster. Like go. I own, I own this. It's like That's my own right. urban. Urban Meyer has a restaurant in, in Dublin. And he's oh, got we know. A, Everyone knows it. <laughs> got a room called the seven and O room where he went seven and O against Michigan. And every now and then when he's in Columbus, there you go. Uh -huh. He walks in to the seven and O room and just like, I own this joint, you know, that would be cool. That's what I would do. I would want to own my own little Italian mafia restaurant somewhere where I would just walk in and I the got corner. the glasses and the cigar. I'm halfway yeah, there. Everybody's I'm like, just who's German. The, who's the fat guy in the corner? That's the owner. It's the Godfather, right? Oh, all right. Yeah. You you walk in, you're kind of like, I see you're here, my family. You're going to start like, sitting there. You got to have a cat, and you just pet <laughs> the cat the entire time. 
<laughs> now that's just again, that's a little weird, man. That's a little weird. I'm allergic to cats. I can't. But <laughs> <laughs> you're stroking the cat. And you're over there sneezing, <laughs> trying to smoke a cigar. <laughs> is it the cigar weird. or the cat making you sneeze? Probably both. Yeah. This is from oh, Eric's personal collection, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yeah. One guy hooked me up. I did. So <clears throat> there you go. It's dumb money, man. What's the one thing you would fix about college football, Dylan? Oh, man. Uh, the fans. No. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. It, I would – that's a good There's. That's a good one. I mean, I think I would – I don't mind the transfer portal. I, I just wish it, it held kids a little more accountable because I feel like if if a kid doesn't like a little bit of thing that's happening at the school he's at, he'd be like, all right, see, I'm gone, and then go somewhere else. And I feel like that's not teaching the, the – and I hate to sound like a, a old, but like I, I feel like you're, you're the kid's not learning anything. Right. So when they go – the NFL is a whole different world, right? Mm-hmm. You can't – if a coach pisses you off in the NFL – there's really nothing you can do about it. You know, you just got to stick with it and you got to roll it out. So I feel like in that way, it's not preparing kids for the next level because the NFL is a whole new world. It's a whole new beast. Um, and so I would say the transfer portal, tweak that a little bit um, and not make it as much as like it's free agency, you know? Like let's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would actually do away with the transfer portal. Um, here's how I would fix college football. Though this is this is, I've been thinking about this for a while. I was gonna save this for and do an entire show this off season about it. I think number one, college football needs a commissioner. Number two, I think we should pay the players. That does away with NIL. Yeah. Um, so if you pay the players, they immediately become employees. If they're employees, that means they have contracts. You see where I'm going with this? Ooh. If you want to leave your school, you have to be traded. Oh, just like the NFL. So now we have to trade. Okay. So if you're like, I don't want to play here anymore. And, and, and it's like, we can't find a trade for your value. You sit, what, buddy. What do you want for uh, Harrison Jr.? <laughs> He's untradeable. <laughs> He's untradeable. We'll so give I, you a, I'm a Purdue I think, and... Yeah. I think that fixes a lot. Like the transfer portal, the NIL at that point is it's, and it's like you, you know, as soon as those players start accepting money from the university, they now become employees. As an employee, now it's a whole different ball of wax. And so right now the players have the best of both worlds. You know, they're making yeah. – a lot of them are making really good money while uh, off their name, image, and likeness, and they can get to – they can leave and go and do whatever they want, okay? And it's not like that in the NFL. You don't just one day get to walk out and say, I'm done playing for the New York Giants. You guys are terrible. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go play. Way. I'm gonna go play now for the Miami Dolphins. Like it, and it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um. So and and that so the, in order for that to happen, the players are gonna have to unionize. If the players are gonna unionize in college football, what's going to change dramatically is payment to the players. And right now, the players are getting paid through NIL based off of how popular they are. Or how good of a recruit they think they're going to be. Okay. Well, you and I both know the offensive and defensive lines are the most important part of a team outside of the quarterback. And a lot of those guys don't make nearly the amount of money that these quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs are getting. Okay. That would change if there was a union. And so there's some, there's some good and bad. Um, Let's see. It's it is now professional. It is it is now professional sports, but they get a free education too. Okay, I'm going to answer this one a little bit, Chris. I don't know how much of an education some of these kids are actually getting from these schools. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm just being straight up honest. Yeah, with you. I think now, I know uh, there. The, I think the there are still. Second. You know, it's, it's yeah, football I still, second. I still think there are schools where the education and absolutely the value of that, the value of that education. Um, is still really high, okay? But there are some schools that legitimately you can get just as good of an education online. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or better than what they are getting at some of these indoctrination stations, okay? Like there is <laughs> – I'm, I'm just being straight up honest with you. So 
I'm in the world of business, and I can tell you right now, the best part of your education would be if you went to a school and you marketed yourself and you started to collaborate with other students. Because if you have a friend who is is a lawyer and you have a friend who's a doctor and you have a friend and like these are your people you hung out with, those are the people that you're going to need in life, right? More so than, you know. Jay brings up one of my favorite quotes of all time. Oh, yeah. This is, yeah. I don't come here to play school. And let me tell you something. (laughs) Let me tell you something about Cardell Jones. That dude right there, Cardell Jones, is a successful businessman. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I always like He has marketed himself so well. He, he is, he's, um, he has like a little bit of like a training school for kids. Like he, he does one-on-one quarterback training for kids in central Ohio. He's, uh, on, uh, CBS. He's an employee of CBS. He goes on the radio station all the time and talks sports. Um, he's everywhere, man. Like he's a part of Ohio state's NIL. That man has has business sense that is well beyond okay the education he got. I, well, and I'm speaking of you. speaking of uh, alumni doing camps, Braxton Miller did a camp at my hometown this summer. Oh, did he? Yeah, it was a really good turnout. Turned out to be pretty um, good. I, charging I mean, one elite or charging elite yeah. or charging one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I worked the concessions because I'm in Lions Club, uh, our local Lions Club, and uh, I wore my Purdue stuff. But I never got to meet him. I didn't see him, so it didn't really matter. But taller than I thought. He is. He is tall. Yeah. He's pretty tall. Like, uh, he's also a lot thinner today than he was when he was playing. Yeah. Like, um, uh, he's he's got a son who's really really good. So here's so my my stepson, a pretty good athlete himself, and he's gotten to play against some of the Westerville kids and and which is a suburb here. And so, um, he's played against Beanie Wells' boy. Braxton's sons. Uh, so I've seen those kids play. There's a whole generation of former Buckeye players coming up. That's cool. Here in about 10 or well, here in about probably about five, six years because they grow up fast. My gosh, seventh, eighth Making grade. Making me already. feel old. Uh, that are going to be like a whole other generation of studs, dude. That's like, these cool. kids are awesome, which is really cool because you guys have that. You guys have a whole family of, uh, Defensive backs, yeah. I've seen on your show, man. Well, now so. Ro- Rosie uh, Roosevelt Colvin, his son's on the basketball team. His daughter's on the volleyball team here at Purdue. Uh, Mike Allstott's son was a second or third string quarterback that he transferred out to Western Michigan, I think. So we got a few of them. That's awesome, man. All right, dude, it's that time, man. We need to get out of here. Dylan, tell everybody where they can pick up the uh, Boiler Express podcast app. Anywhere and everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. My guy Frank, Big big Brain Frank, as he's known on the podcast, does all of that stuff, and he kills it. So uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 9 p.m., live from our Twitter, uh, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, which is always a good time. We try to make a, you know, we have plenty of laughs. We we have a hard time keeping it on the rails, but we do our best. Uh, so yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Dylan Coon underscore um, if you want to follow a Boilermaker. But uh, you know, I I like I said earlier, I've come around. I do enjoy Ohio State fans. Not all of you, but there's a good amount of you that I didn't know that are good good people. So yeah, so and we'll, um, I'll be in town for the hockey game coming up. Okay, so Dylan let the cat out of the bag there. Ah, that's all right. We are going to be having, so be on the lookout for this, guys. We're going to be having an OHIO podcast night at the Schottenstein Center uh, for a hockey game. Um, So this is, (laughs) that's my boss. Nice. (laughs) What a boss. Guess I'm not the only one who wears sunglasses at night. So we're going to have an OHIO podcast night, uh, hockey night, I think January 13th. Keep your calendars uh, clean for that, uh, where we're going to get as many of our listeners and friends together uh, at uh, on a Saturday night to watch Ohio State versus Notre Dame in hockey. Ugh, and Notre so, Dame. yeah, we all can agree, yuck, on Notre Dame, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so one thing we agree on. It's going to be a blast. We're all going to be in one section. I think they're going to even announce us that night. Uh so that's going to be a lot of fun. So we want you all to be a part of that. And uh, there's one other announcement I have. Uh, every week we have a guess the score of the game. And Brian King 
nailed the score this week. He's the second boy, one ever. Brian. Brian King's going to be getting his OHIO podcast merch in the mail this week. He guessed it right. Like, he nailed the score on the nose. He's the him. second one ever. We had a woman from Florida guessed it two years ago. Brian King nails the score 38 to three, I guess is what the final was. Really? That's impressive. I can never guess scores. I always say boilers by a billion on our podcast. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Some people take it literal, but it's not. (laughs) So that's, that's awesome. So be sure to, uh, if you see Brian, tell him congratulations, his t-shirts in the mail, keep January 13th circling on your calendar. If you want to come and be a part of that, we'll have more information for you. Uh, I'll be interviewing the, uh, Sky U Pod. It's not ski, even though it's spelled it's sky, ski. Yeah. Sky U Pod, the Gophers, Golden Good Gophers. Good people. Podcast. We had them on last week. So I'll be interviewing them. Be on the lookout starting Tuesday night for all of our previews. Chris and I will be back on previewing uh, that game as well. And, of course, we'll be back on Sunday night live, 8 o'clock Eastern, right here on YouTube. Check that out. We want you to always be a part of that. Share the show with everybody. If you haven't already, hit the thumbs up, hit the like button. That does help out the channel as well as we continue to grow. Uh, Check us out on uh, The X. We're at the OHIO pod on The X on Facebook at the Ohio Podcast on Facebook. And if you can't find us there, just go to our website, theohiopodcast.com. Dylan, thank you so much for filling in tonight, my man. It's always a good time, man. Boiler up. Go Bucks. Until next time, <laughs> be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH. Sing Carmen, Ohio with all your heart. Go Bucks. <laughs>